Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The following podcast is going to contain spoilers along with me, just a regular guy, talking about all the things I love, such as comics, movies, television, music, and books. So yeah, proceed at your own risk. to another episode of Just Another Fanboy. I'm your host, Steven, and today I'm talking about Superman number one from January of 1987. This was written and penciled by John Byrne, inks by Terry Austin, colors by Tom Ziuko, letters by John Costanza, and the editor was Andrew Helfer. Okay, so this This issue takes place after the events of the Man of Steel six-issue miniseries that John Byrne did that reintroduced the world to Superman post-Crisis on Infinite Earths. This was a reboot of, of sorts of Superman. And so this issue takes place about three months after the Man of Steel miniseries. Clark found out at the end of the miniseries that he was an alien from outer space. And uh, he's been dealing with that. His father showed him the the rocket ship and then the rocket ship that he, you know, that he falls, comes to Earth in. But then the rocket ship is stolen. And so Superman has been trying to find out where that is. And that leads us into the beginning of this issue where he finds this. It's like a building. It's like a, uh, a, a small... Um, just industrial type building out in the middle of nowhere. The his whatever it is, whatever leads he's been following leads him to this building, and right he he's he's suspicious of it right off the bat because the entire building is lined in lead, and he cannot see through lead with his X ray vision. So he busts in and he finds the place abandoned, and he finds a dead man laying on a table. And I really, I really enjoyed this part because he was, he's really playing the part of the detective here. He is Superman, but he's also a journalist. And I guess what John Byrne is trying to say is he's not just a journalist, he's an investigative journalist. Because he comes in, he uses his uh, x-ray vision, he's checking out the body and he just, he, you know, he's, he's talking to himself and, 
he, you know, the, the man's neck was broken and, and blah, 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 and all this stuff he sees with his x-ray vision. He also looks at the guy's fingerprints and he says to himself, well, his fingerprints matches the, the prints I found outside on the truck. And he needs to investigate further, but he doesn't want anybody else contaminating the scene. And so he burrows under the entire facility in like super lightning, super speed. And he carves out basically a, a bowl shape underneath this facility. And as he's carving it out, he's using his heat vision to turn all the soil basically into a glass almost, a superheated uh, surface to keep it all together. And then he just flies it out into space. And he makes a comment to himself as he's flying it out into space. When he lifted it from the ground, it was, it, it was very heavy, of course. He had to use his super strength to lift it off the ground. But now that he's in the air... It's it's just it's it's very light. It's light as a feather. So when he is carrying something, when he's flying, it's not as he doesn't use his muscle strength. It's just his. I think he put it as his sheer force of will to carry that, just like he does when he flies. So he takes it into outer space and he leaves it out there orbiting the planet or whatnot. He comes back down. Changes into Clark Kent and he meets Lois Lane to for, to go jogging in the park and he's he's really working the moves on her he's he's trying to get her to like him and at one point he thinks to himself that you know he's she's a really tough nut to crack and that if she knew that he was Superman she'd probably fall in love with him immediately but he can't he can't do that he he needs to know that he can get her as Clark Kent before he can reveal to her that he is Superman. Well, as they are jogging, they hear a uh, an, an alarm from a bank. And Lois, of course, wants to go investigate, being the journalist that she is. And Clark tries to talk her out of it. You know, Perry doesn't want you running into danger, Perry White being the the big boss at the Daily Planet. But they go anyway, and they go into the bank, and there's only one dude there. And he's a big kind of a muscly guy who's dressed very... He's dressed very odd. My first thought when I saw him was he's like one of these guys from the 80s, which, of course, it is in the 80s. One of these guys from the 80s that might hang out at Muscle Beach in California. He was wearing skin-tight pants and no shirt but a, like a purple vest. And then, he had this, and then he had white hair. And he's very much a big, muscly dude. And uh, he grabs hold of Lois Lane and he's like, ha, ha, you know, I'm super strong and don't test me woman. And Clark runs up and punches him in the stomach. And, you know, the whole time he's thinking, well, I can't, I don't want this guy to hurt Lois, but I can't show that I'm super strong. So I'm just going to punch him and, uh, pull my punch. And, you know, still, I should put a little, I'll put a little bit into it. It should, should take care of the guy, but it's like punching steel. And the guy punches Clark and Clark's like, Oh, I have to roll with this punch. I don't want it to look like, because I, I, that guy could shatter his hand punching me in the face. So if I roll with it, it's like he really punched me. And then he flies across the room and he's like, as, as he's flying across the room and he's landing behind the, the bank counter, the teller counter, he's thinking to himself, plus I can use the opportunity to uh, 
hide behind this counter and then turn into Superman. And then moments later, here comes Superman from the front door. And this guy is sitting here saying, you know, he's like, I'm here to, you know, to kill Superman. And Superman's like, well, I'm here, buddy boy. And they start fighting and the guy's just kicking Superman's butt. Superman does not understand what's going on. And they keep showing these close-up shots of the of the dude with green and his eyes are glowing green. And uh so they're just having this knockdown drag out fight. And Superman keeps thinking to himself that it's 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 like he's growing weaker. Not only is this guy super strong. It's like Superman himself is growing weaker as they're fighting. And yet Superman's not giving up. He just keeps fighting. He's like crawling across the floor to him and he's pulling himself up. And he's just in, you know, he's he's really struggling just to keep himself on his feet. And But he's just not giving up. That's the one thing I really like about Superman or the way when Superman's written correctly. It's kind of like Captain America. You know, I can do this all day. And Superman is just—he's not going to give up. He's gonna—he's gonna fight until he is dead. That's the way Superman should be. He is going to fight because here's the thing: if there's a guy willing to just kill Superman for no good reason, Superman can't let this guy free. What? Who else is he going to hurt? So Superman has that—you know—I—I I can't let—I can't walk away from this. I can't run away because he's beating me up because. He may go out and hurt somebody else, and then that's going to be my fault. Maybe I could have stopped him. And so they keep fighting. And at one point, Superman's like, why? Why are you doing this? Why do you want to kill me? I don't even know you, man. What did I do to you? What's the deal here, man? What's your glitch? What's your damage? And the guy just basically doesn't, he doesn't tell him anything. But we start getting a series of flashbacks. And we learn that this facility that Superman had visited earlier in the book and then put out into outer space, this guy was, quote-unquote, created in this facility. Something happened to him. He had His body had died. His brain was transferred into what we discover is a robot body, and he is powered by kryptonite. This is the first pro... Blah, blah, blah. This is the first post-crisis appearance of Metallo. Metallo is a big robot metal dude with a human brain and he's he's got a kryptonite heart. And that's why Superman is becoming weak is because this guy's got a kryptonite heart. Superman doesn't really know about kryptonite. And somehow this guy who created Metallo, we find out that he has, I guess he's been trying to find proof of existence of life in outer space and he 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 discovers Clark's rocket ship falling to the earth and he tracks it and he has been spying on Clark and his fan he's he's just been this weird stalker dude and he's the one that stole the ship he discovered kryptonite and he is he just he, you know he knows that superman is an alien from outer space and that scares him and he thinks because Superman's an alien he's, and he's superpowered, he's going to take over the world at some point. And so he creates Metallo to kill him. Well, Metallo, uh, after he's created and the guy tells him this, that he's going to kill Superman, the guy's like, you know what? You're freaking crazy. I really have no reason to kill Superman. But you know what? I'm going to kill you. And so he breaks his neck. But then he decides after he's gone, after he leaves the guy, he's like, you know what? I think I will kill Superman because I'm obviously 
a superpowered dude. I can do whatever I want and I am going to take over the world. I am going to become rich and famous and I'm going to be, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to make everybody do my bidding. But the way I start that, the way I show everybody that I mean business is that I kill Superman first. Well, as they're fighting, as this, as all of this is unfolding, TV stations show up and this is broadcast on the news and the guy is telling Superman that he knows he's an alien. So that gets broadcast out there. Everybody, everybody knows, or at least Lex Luthor finds out. Um, and Lex is pissed because it looks like this guy's going to kill Superman. And he says, he's like, no way. I'm the one who's going to kill Superman. If Su- Superman is going to die, but it's going to be by my hand. And I cannot allow this to happen. So Superman and Metallo, they're still fighting. And the building collapses around them. Metallo comes out of the rubble. All of most of his skin now has been has been destroyed, you know, destroyed. It's been peeled off of his body. He's just this robot skeleton. And he's like, ha ha, I am the victor. And he pulls Superman out of the rubble. But Superman, he's on the he's on his last, he's on his last legs. He's he's about dead practically. He's dead man walking, but he is still fighting. And Metallo opens up his chest cavity to reveal the kryptonite heart. And Superman's about to buy it. He's about to buy the farm. When suddenly a shadow appears over them. And then Metallo is gone. Now we don't know what happened. We of course will learn that probably in the next issue. But it's the theory at this point, And I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm right. I mean I know I'm right. The theory at this point at least for the reader, Superman doesn't know this. Lois doesn't know this. Lex came and got Metallo, saving Superman so that he could kill him later. And then maybe to figure out what's going on with this whole, this whole kryptonite thing, right? So that's where the issue la- leaves off. Lois asks Clark, you know, is it true? Are you really an alien? And Clark, or Lois asks Superman. She doesn't know he's Clark. Settle down. Lois asks Superman, is it true? Are you really an alien? And Superman says, yes, Lois. Yes, I am. I just found out it found out about it myself three months ago. And does that scare you? Does it make you think any less of me? And she says, uh, "No, not really." And so, all right, cool, rock on. And 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 then the 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 issue is over. I really enjoyed it. So I reread Man of Steel recently, the six issue mini. What I'm reading is these collections, um, and I think they're called the Man of Steel collections. This is, I've started volume two. Volume one was just the six issue Man of Steel miniseries. This is volume two. And it's basically each, all these volumes are going to take you through John Byrne's run on the Superman titles. And he didn't draw all of them. He had one, I think one or two titles he did the art on. And then the other one or two, I don't remember how many there were at the time. I haven't gotten that far into it. I'm just, this is the first issue from volume two. But I know that, he basically, I don't think he writes all of them, but he's in creative control. He's the, he's like the, uh, the head writer. He's the, the, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? I can't think of the name that they call those, those folks in, uh, on TV. He's the showrunner basically, but the man of steel miniseries. See, here's the thing. I read these all when I was a kid. So, well, when I say kid, I was probably a freshman maybe when these started coming out. And uh, just remembered loving them. To have really nostalgic 
big heart feelings about all these stories. But then when I reread Man of Steel, it ended and I thought, really? That's it? Because it was really good. Issues one, two, three, four, and five were really good. And then issue six was just weird. It was dumb. And I didn't enjoy it at all. And I thought, man, you just can't go. You just really cannot go home again because this was not good. In the end, it was not good. But then, but I decided to continue with the with the series because I'd already bought volume two. And so I read Superman issue one, and I and my first thought after finishing it was, okay, now we're talking. This is the Superman I remember because again he was he was investigating. He was he was smart. He was confident. He you know he wouldn't give up. And it's just the Superman that I that I remember growing up with and just loving. And I really enjoyed the issue. I'm glad that I bought volume two. I was kind of worried after I finished volume one, what I made a mistake here, but I'm glad that I, I bought volume two and I'm looking forward to, I'm going to keep reading it and I'm going to keep talking about the issues here. Uh, so maybe every week or two, I'll be, uh, you know, I'll move on to the next issue and we'll, we'll just, we'll, we will, uh, we will explore Superman together. John Burns, Superman. But until then, until that happens, this is the end of your episode. My name is Steven, and I'm just another fanboy. Be nice to each other. Just Another Fanboy is a presentation of the Stephen or Else podcast. Questions and comments can be directed to feedback at stephenorelse.com. You can support the show for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash Stephen R. and get instant access to the My Other Podcast podcast, a weekly show about whatever crawls its way into my tiny little mind just moments before I tap record. You can find me on the World Wide Web at stephenorelse.com or find me on Twitter and Instagram by searching for at Stephen or Else. I also encourage you to subscribe to the show, leave us a five-star review, and share this episode with a friend. Just Another Fanboy is a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. You can find that over at comicspodcasts.com. All links will be in the show notes. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.